Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show as championship weekend begins at the BNP Paribas Open. We are presented by Safe Life. Tucked in between the mountains and the palm trees is a land of opportunity. The men play for a spot in tomorrow's final, and titles will be won in doubles. It's all happening in tennis paradise. Looking at our Safe Flight order of play, we begin with the women's doubles final. Seven-time major champs Barbora Krejcikova and Katarina Siniakova hope to unlock another achievement in their illustrious career. In the men's semifinals, Francis Tiafo looks to end Daniil Medvedev's 18-match win streak while Carlos Alcaraz and Yannick Sinner renew their young rivalry. And then it's top seeds Wesley Kulhoff and Neil Skupski facing Bopana and Ebden for the men's doubles title. Here's what's coming up on the show. A shocker under the Friday Night Lights sent the top seed packing. Now Sunday's championship will be a rematch of the Aussie Open final. Plus, we are expecting plenty of power and speed in the men's semis as 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz is on the brink of recapturing the ATP's number one ranking. And we pay tribute to legendary coach Nick Boletari, who not only changed the sport of tennis, but inspired generations of young players to become stars. Francis Tiafo back after two days off. He has two wins from taking over the number one spot in American men's tennis and breaking into the top ten for the first time. Couple wins for Carlos Alcaraz. He'll reclaim the top spot overall. He can become the youngest man to win both legs of the Sunshine Double over the course of a career. As always, you can find us inside Stadium One, just behind those windows. If you're in the plaza, give us a holler. Come on in. BMW Tennis Channel Desk. Getting you ready for first ball to last coverage every single day. What do we want to talk about? You know, I saw Stefano Tsitsipas and Alexander Zverev out training here yesterday. They lost a long time ago. People love it here. They were here yesterday. No, they did not leave. Do you have like Zverev after? No. So he ran like a 30-yard a sprint, and his coach was like, three points on it. And Zverev was like, that was bad, right? And his coach was like, yeah. <laughs> no, they did not leave. Here. So I wonder why. Like, why, why aren't they in Miami? You know? It's a good place to yeah. yeah, thank you. Hey, he's like, but that's him. Yeah. Ooh, power. <laughs> good defense. Yeah. yeah. Did Sakuri have 40? Hey, Weissman? Yeah. Did Sakuri have 40 love that game? That 3 2 game? 
In the first I set like, or second set? I feel set? like we talked about it at one point. In the first set, she had, when she broke back, she had 40 love in the first set. I don't know about the second set. I was thinking about the second set. Um, Sabalenka was up a break, and then Sakura broke back. And then she had game points in the game we just showed. I just don't remember checking 40 love even things in the second set. I thought it was the first second set. I feel really good on court right now, but I also have understanding that's, that it's not going to be the same all the time. So that's why I'm like keep working hard, make sure that on those days when things are not working my way, I still will be able to uh, to compete and to uh, get these wins. I just want to keep keep working and I just want to keep uh, showing my best tennis and keep keep winning. I mean, it feels really great to keep winning. <laughs> Stadium one, but now. Say it. Say it. <laughs> it's her arena. It's her arena. There you go. She didn't get it. But Netflix it did. Delayed guy. I think she got it. It was a delayed guy. Uh, what are you talking about here? Uh, match stats, apparently. Match stats. Ooh, look at y'all throwing in those forced errors after Chanda brought it. Very good. Oh. Love that. But, like, it's basically the same. 40, no, but 43 and 40. Like. Similar. Well, so then the Sabalenka had worse stats and somehow won. It's, it's weird. It, it's not her prettiest match. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was that was lights out. That was lights out. She didn't play that well, and she only lost, like lost five games soccer. She ain't even play yeah, that well. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to you want to react to soccer? Kanda selling the little stock she had in uh, no. company soccer. You never. <laughs> you want a soccer for after Ega? I would never make that investment. That's too. That's too. Uh, next time we funnels rematch this year's Australian Open, Rabakina took out Ega, fourth round. She's going to win her second major final in six months. Under the lights last night, Rubakina wanted to prove that that was no fluke. She dismantled the top seed in a manner we rarely see. Forehand, it was all Rubaka. <laughs> Serena's saying, like, she wants to come back. Can't just show up out here. You don't have to respect him, but. <laughs> She gave a fist bump at the end. Rubakina. She never has any of that. So it's like, meh. 
little bit. Uh, little I played bit. great tennis today, and uh, I I feel like um, against her I have to play better. I feel like it's still more me and um, and kind of my my mistakes. And I, I'm also like not feeling 100% physically. Um, I have a little like discomfort in in my rib, and we're gonna consult with um, medical team. And for sure, I'm gonna use these days off before Miami. Today was a really great match for me because I played unbelievable. I would say one of the best matches I played this year. So yeah, hopefully I can keep the level uh, for Sunday. Uh, double the winners, five fewer unforced errors. Um. The winner, uh, the loser. I don't know. What do you want? Yeah, let's let's stay positive. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. I hate I hate going negative, but is it so? Do we want to go to like is this sour grapes or what? Game in first set. Game end at seven sets. But I feel like we need a comment on her destroying Iga. Like I know we want to. I think we get all three. I don't think we need to like rush on this. We could go Iga Rabakina Rabakina Sabalenka, but I think they. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. But like there needs to be a comment on her beating Iga before we get to Sabalenka. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. It was three sets in Australia. Yeah. Uh, still to come, Chant is back on another heater. Don't miss her pick of the day. Uh, we pay tribute to the late Hall of Famer Nick Boletari, a man who coached multiple players to number one and was a pioneer for tennis academies. Plus, our countdown to the best of the best from Indian Wells begins. Who made shots 10 through 6? And our celebration of Tennis Channel's 20th anniversary continues with a special message you don't want to miss. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Safe Light. The Vehicle Glass Experts. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show as championship weekend begins at the BNP Paribas Open. We are presented by our friends at Safe Life. Tucked in between the mountains and the palm trees is a land of opportunity. The men play for a spot in tomorrow's final. And titles will be won in doubles. It is all happening in tennis paradise. Checking out our safe light order of play. We begin with the women's doubles final. Seven-time major champs Barbora Krejcikova and Katerina Siniakova hope to unlock another achievement in their illustrious career. In the men's semis, Francis Tiafo trying to end Daniil Medvedev's 18-match win streak, while Carlos Alcaraz and Yannick Sinner renew their young rivalry. Then it is top seeds Wesley Kulhoff and Neil Skupski facing Bopana and Ebden for the men's doubles title. Here's what's coming up.
A shocker under the Friday night lights sent the top seed packing. Now Sunday's championship will be a rematch of the Aussie Open final. Plus, we are expecting plenty of power and speed in the men's semis as 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz is on the brink of recapturing the ATP's number one ranking. And we pay tribute to legendary coach Nick Volatari, who not only changed the sport of tennis, but inspired generations of young players to become stars. Francis Tiafo back after two days off. He's just two wins from taking over the number one spot in American men's tennis and breaking into the top ten for the first time. A couple wins for Carlos Alcaraz, and he'll reclaim the top spot overall. He can become the youngest man to win both legs of the Sunshine Double over the course of a career. As always, you can find us inside Stadium One, just behind those windows. If you're in Stadium Plaza this morning, give us a little wave. As we bring you into the BMW Tennis Channel desk, Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin, Prakash Amitrash, first ball to last coverage here of Indian Wells. We got titles on the line today. We got the men's semis. Prakash, what are you looking forward to? Well, first of all, I'm looking forward to another great show with you guys. I've had such a great time with you guys these last two weeks. But I, I was just thinking that, you know, Steve, you've given us a little flavor with mm. the S&P, salt yeah, and pepper. Salt and pepper we, yeah. need, we need a nickname for all, all three of us. Yeah, we you do. Know? Yeah. And you got to do the trio. S, the P, Steve Prakash, you know, maybe maybe Cayenne Pepper. Oh. Big C, oh. Chanda, okay. S-E-C. I'll be that. Okay. <laughs> I've been giving it, giving it a little thought, just throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll think about that throughout the you show. You one more day. Right. Yeah. Maybe by the C block I'll have something for okay. you. Okay, good. The Chanda block. The Chanda block. <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Tanda? I mean, it is trophy day, giving out a couple mm -hmm. of doubles trophies, so that's going to be exciting. And then the men's semis. I don't often use the term popcorn matches, mm -hmm. but these are they. <laughs> these looking, are they. <laughs> I am looking forward to it so much. I mean, you couldn't have asked for some better matchups. Uh, last four guys standing have been playing terrific tennis. I think it's going to be some good stuff. Mm. They are them, and we cannot <laughs> wait to watch them. Let's get you caught up on the action from yesterday. Well, big-time matches on the women's side. Arena Sabalenka looking to continue a sublime start to the year and a two-match losing streak, Prakash, to Maria Sakari. Yeah, I think she's just been in much better form. Sakari's really struggled in her matches, three sets to, to get to this point. She was down, almost out of it in the last one, down a set to 3-1. Staying close in the early goings here, you saw that big forehand from Sakari, but Sabalenka moving well, dominating from the baseline. She won 72% of the rallies, which were between 5 and 9 points. She only won 33% of them when they went over 9 shots. Problem for Sakari was she just couldn't elongate those points. That's the pressure that Sabalenka creates on you. You see there going for a little bit too much, creating the errors. Second set, though, Sabalenka was up to love. Sakari broke back, had a chance to try to even things out, as you see here. Wheels perhaps falling off a little bit from Sabalenka, but she really took a few deep breaths, calmed herself, got that serve back going, cooled down the airs. I mean, she's finding her range. She's just been so tough. Wheeled off four straight games in a row, was able to get up 4-2 here, going for a hold, kept the pressure on the whole way, and check this out, clips in. Sakari couldn't believe it. They went to a replay. Steve, they clip. Sakari said the machine has to be off, but it's not. Sabalenka holds things out nice and easy. Calm, collected. Uh, machine's not off. Sabalenka's just on into her third final of the year, now tied for the most wins on tour. I feel really good on court right now, but I also have understanding that 
that it's not going to be the same all the time. So that's why I'm like keep working hard, make sure that on those days when things are not working my way, I still will be able to uh, to compete and to uh, get these wins. I just want to keep keep working and I just want to keep uh, showing my best tennis and keep keep winning. I mean, it feels really great to keep winning. <laughs> It sure does. That, that smile's been on Tabalenka's face the entire tournament, looking at the match stats. All those winners, 22 of them converted five break points. And on second serve, nearly double the amount of points won for Arena Sabalenka. Chanda, she's 17-1, and one, already has two titles, only dropped five sets this year. They say these are slow courts. How is she powering her way through them? Uh, she made them look so quick, Sabalenka, and it's the sheer pace of her shots along with the depth as well. And I've just been impressed with how she's been able to continue hitting through even in tight moments. And we saw some of those stats, more unforced errors for Sabalenka, but also a lot more winners as well as, well as forced errors. And I think overall she was able to win the most important points. There were a couple of times in that match where Sakri had a chance to get back into it the first set she was serving you know looking to get back on serve stay on serve and Sabalenka just took those games so for me those have been I think the biggest improvement in the Sabalenka game how clutch she is in those important moments that, that emotional maturity you're talking about Chanda uh, we can't talk enough about it because especially given where she was 12 months ago she sat right here and said you know what I, I'm not a robot, and I've been through so many of these situations before. You've got to be a little bit more freer with yourself, allow it to make mistakes. And this is a lesson everyone can take outside of the sport as well. When you, when you allow yourself the freedom to be able to have bad moments, it, it makes you a little bit less cognizant of, of needing to be perfect. And I think that allows you to just problem solve a little bit better, make better decisions, not get caught up in emotional negativity. And, and we're seeing that in full flow. What a beautiful thing it is. We've seen it all year long, and we've certainly seen it in her road to this final here at Indian Wells, as she has only dropped one set. But even in that match, Chanda got some revenge against the only player to beat her this year. Yeah, Babora Krejcikova. And in the third set, again, it was Sabalenka just settling back down, not panicking, and finding a way to get get the edge in that matchup and then the Coco golf match that was the best match that Sabalenka played all tournament she played lights out tennis and getting it done against Sakri I think is also a confidence booster so she'll need that against Rubakina who you know the two of them together had arguably I mean so far the best match of the year yeah that, that was spectacular can't wait to see that again for Maria Sakri unfortunately could not make her fourth comeback of this tournament had three of them earlier what's her biggest takeaway heading to Miami well look she still played great tennis she had a chance to get to seven in the world with the with a win here um, I think for her because she doesn't have that giant weapon she can't blow you off a court like an arena Sabalenka or a Elena Rabakina she's got to have to bring other intangibles she's got to protect her serve a little bit better I think she's got to get off to better starts than we saw here in Indian Wells perhaps she can make that adjustment for Miami and just be a little bit tighter in finishing off points you saw there going for a few too many big groundies perhaps getting into the net using those good hands of her she's got good hands up at net so trying to make better decisions using her all-round game because she doesn't have that one giant weapon yeah I think you know in this particular match against Sabalenka I don't feel Maria Sakri competed as well and that is such a staple of her game it's how she's gotten through you know to the semifinals in this event not playing her best at times she just dug her heels in and kept fighting didn't change the pace enough didn't change the height of the shots enough especially in the teeth of the match and it's easy to kind of forget and you're dealing with so much out there to go away from what was working initially but I think for Sakri it's just those little changes that she's got 
got to kind of bring into play, but she's got another shot in Miami. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty of having these big tournaments back to back. Absolutely. Well, before we get to the one Australian Open rematch, there was another Australian Open rematch in the semifinals yesterday. This is a fourth rounder. Elena Rybakina took out world number one Iga Sviantek in the round of 16. And that was straight sets. Rybakina would go on to her second major final in six months. So under the lights last night, Rybakina wanted to prove that was no fluke, Chanda. And she absolutely dismantled the top seed in a manner that we rarely witness. Yeah, I think a lot of us felt like these slower courts and conditions would give a slight advantage to Sviantek. But Rabakina said, nope, that's not the case. She came out with a clear strategy, a clear game plan. And even though Sviantek had some moments, had some, you know, brilliant points and shots here and there, it just wasn't enough against the barrage coming from Rabakina, who served well going behind Sviantek there. She would do that often in this match, wrong-footing Sviantek. We talk so much about the Sviantek movement, but with those shots from Rybakina, it actually worked against Sviantek because she couldn't quite recover and change directions against such heavy, deep hitting from Rybakina. It was fantastic stuff from the first point. She was able to take that first set, and we wonder, can Sviantek work her way into this match? I mean, is she going to be able to turn things around? But again, points like this one where Rybakina was able to open up the court seemingly with ease, and it, at certain moments, it looked like Sviantek had nowhere to go. I do think Sviantek hit a little too much up the middle, was a little too straightforward. But when Rabakina got control of points, very rarely did she let up. And after Sviantek saved a couple of match points, Rabakina got right back to it and closed it out beautifully. Rabakina joining our Lindsay Davenport as the second woman ever to defeat a reigning world number one at the Australian Open and Indian Wells in the same year. We hear from both players starting with Iga. Elena played a great tennis today and uh, I I feel like um, against her I have to play better. I feel like it's still more me and um, and kind of my my mistakes and I, I'm also like not feeling 100% physically. Um, I have a little like discomfort in, in my rib and we're going to consult with um, medical team and for sure I'm going to use these days off before Miami. Today was a really great match for me because I played unbelievable. I would say one of the best matches I played this year. So yeah, hopefully I can keep the level uh, for Sunday. Now let's take a look at the numbers. Rybakina won 82% of her first serve points. Was a perfect 5 for 5 on break points. The winners... 17 to 9 in favor of the Kazakh star, and of course, fewer unforced errors as well. Chand, I want to get your thoughts on what we just heard because Rabakina said this was the best match I've played. Iga said eh, it, it was more me. What do you think? No, I think a lot of it had to do with Elena Rabakina, how she started, how she served. I mean, we saw Sviantek at times just look so ineffective, and especially on her serve. And I think we've seen a little bit of that at times in this event, although Sviantek has gotten through matches pretty, uh, you know, single-handedly. There's still been a few little glitches on her serve at times, and Rabakina was able to expose it because she played so well. And the way she hit from the ground, I mean, not many players could have found inroads. And 
bench. Fiontek, I think, was uh, troubled by the same thing. And as players, certainly as a number one, you like to think more of it is on your racket. But I think for Fiontek, this would have been a bit disappointing because she couldn't quite even compete to get herself into this match. But Rabakina was just so incredibly good. Yeah, a couple of things. Jan, that, that, that Iga not playing her best tennis, it's a bit of cause and effect, like you said. It's, I think, because Rabakina played so well, she couldn't get off that front foot and hit those heavy balls off both sides and be the one dictating play because Rabakina was the one with the first strike. So that's going to put you on the defensive right away. That's one. Two, everyone's dealing with something. You know, I, I don't know one tennis player who's feeling 100% every time they step on the court, <laughs> say after they were 16, 17, 18 years old. Everyone has to manage stuff, and it's whatever you got on that day. And look, if a couple things were bothering Iga, I'm sure, you know, Rabakina had a couple of things bothering him. The rest of the draw does too. So um, it's just who's better on that day. So, so I can't take anything away from Elena Rabakina. Two back-to-back -back wins against the world number one, Australia and Indian Wells. Remember, in Australia, she's put out on court 13. That's not going to be happening anymore. Road to the Indian Wells final. Just one set dropped. And some of these score lines, I mean, really impressive for Rabakina. Her confidence level has grown and grown, Shanda. Yeah, really from her first round, her, the second round of the tournament, from her first match against Kennan, she had to battle two tie breaks. The match against Pedosa was impressive, the way she weathered some of those storms and got through in straight sets. But against Muhova, that was a terrific battle. She had to fend off, you know, different styles, different spins. Muhova was coming in, really pressuring Rabakina. And I thought she did a tremendous job making adjustments throughout that match. So that, I think, helped her uh, in this matchup against Fiatek. She was ready for just about anything. So we get a rematch of the Australian Open final. Elena Rybakina, Arena Sabalenka. Sabalenka's won all four of their previous matches. Actually had five double faults, won only four points in the second serve in the first set. But then, Prakash, she was able to turn it around. Yeah, look, this was a very, very high-quality match. I think we're going to see a, a little bit of the same here. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Rabakina, actually, because I think she hits through the ball even more than Sabalenka does, believe it or not. I think it's worth noting in both of their roads to the final here, Rabakina had the most trouble with Mukhova and... Sabalenka had the most trouble with Krachikova, two of the players who have more dynamic games, who can trouble you by coming to the net, mixing up the spins. So I wonder if this is just going to be a power fest all the way through, or if we're going to see Rabakina use a little bit of that net game, try to throw Sabalenka off. She certainly has the ability to do so. Yeah, I mean, that Australian Open final was an incredible match. Uh, from start to finish, there was so much drama. There were changes in the momentum, both players finding their best tennis at the same time for moments, and that's what you really want to see. I was very impressed with Sabalenka. Obviously, Rabakina had already won the Wimbledon title, was already a major champion. Sabalenka was dealing with a lot more pressure, and it showed in the first set. But the way she regrouped in that Australian Open final was so impressive. And I think for me, that maybe gives Sabalenka a slight edge, although I can't disagree with you, Pragash, totally. But but <laughs> I do. Be a good one. You know, I, I think it's going to be a great match, and I think Sabalenka, she's got just that little extra maybe belief now and willingness to go for it a little bit more in big moments. Will that pay off against Rabakina? That's what we'll see. But I think it'll be a fun matchup again. Uh, see how both of them work through it. Uh, listen, all of their <laughs> matches have gone three sets previously, yeah. so gonna be an absolute battle out out there. And at the end of the day. Two power hitters on these Medvedev slow courts, right? <laughs> the two biggest hitters coming into the final tomorrow. Can't wait for that. Uh, we'll see if they disagree on Chanda's pick of the day. Chanda's on a heater right now. Can't wait to see who she's picking to win. Well, we pay tribute. 
to the late Hall of Famer Nick Bolletary later in the show, a man who coached multiple players to number one and was a pioneer for tennis academies. We've got our countdown of the best of the best from Indian Wells. It starts at 10, goes to 1. Today it's 10 through 6, and our celebration of Tennis Channel's 20th anniversary continues with a special message you don't want to miss. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by SafeLight, the vehicle glass experts. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I have Tennis Channel on all the time. Uh, it's, it's normally when I when I wake up, I put on Tennis Channel to because I'm I'm working, basically all the time as well here. So I want to know what's going on during the day, and I know that if I put Tennis Channel on, I'll see the matches that I'll be doing the highlights of later, and the players that I'll be talking about later. So what I like about it is we we've got the best people, the best people calling the matches. I was listening to Taylor Townsend, who's a current pro right now. One of the cool things about Tennis Channel is that we get current players to work with us, and whether it's Jeannie Bouchard, whether it was Sloane Stevens back in the day, whether it's Chris Eubanks or Shelby Rogers or Monica Puig, and we have all these players come in and work with us, and uh, we get that knowledge of what's exactly going on in the moment on tour, and you can get stuff that you're not getting anywhere else. And so I, I love the fact that I can watch Tennis Channel all the time, and it's the best. Happy 20th birthday, Tennis Channel. Happy good. birthday, indeed. <laughs> I, I, I am so grateful to, to be a part of this family and, and to be with the two of you all. I mean, like you said at the beginning of the show, it, it has been an absolute blast, and uh, it, it's a true privilege to be here. Listen, man, I saw that. You got me hyped up. I wanted to give you the Get Him King, but, but, but I, 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 had to, I had to hold back. What everyone doesn't know is that video was actually shot 20 years ago, and, and th he just doesn't this age. This, 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 the kid just doesn't age at all. Um, should we also let them know that you are uh, quite spectacular on the tennis court? Through the, through the grapevine, I heard his backhand is stronger than his forehand, through but, the uh, but, but pretty grapevine. exceptional. Yeah. Chan, to tell you that? <laughs> through the grapevine. I didn't. Okay. So it must be some other grapevine. But we've been working on the forehand, though. We've been we've been working. You can't ignore that side, Steve. No, can't ignore that no, side. No. I, I have been trying to, you know, yeah. change the grip a little bit. Santa hasn't had a mean one. Oh, so my goodness. She, she's a good when one. When she too. hits the ball right now, it's as fast as Rabakina a Sabalenka. Okay, let's not get carried away, boys. Come on. By the way, I, I came up with it. The C stands for cinnamon. Because, like, oh. you know, the, the, the salt, right? I'm enhancing the flavor. You're okay. adding the spice, okay. pea pepper. Okay. She, she adds the sweetness. Okay. All right. Oh. Mic drop. <laughs> that, that, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well done. we got to get to Fox Weather. Here's the forecast. <laughs> I'm Fox Weather's Jane Menard, and here is today's BNP Paribas Open forecast. Beautiful weather for our tennis pros over in Indian Wells, California. 
Warm and sunny highs in the upper 70s. Don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thank you, Jane. Much more still to come on TC Live. We're doubling down on the dubs. We're handing out trophies today. Who's going to make the final on the women's side and the men's side? Don't go anywhere. Chanda Prakash, Steve, back with you on TC Live. Barbora Krejcikova, Katarina Sinyakova. They've got a Hall of Fame doubles resume, but it is missing an Indian Wells title. Got one step closer against Shuko Aoyama and Enna Shibahara, Chanda. Yeah, and this match was tight the first set, but that's never good when you inadvertently hit your partner. But they recovered, and they kept the pressure on, but it was Krejcikova and Sinyakova who just had a little more experience playing together and understanding of how to play in big moments. They've won so many big titles. They got that first set under their belt yeah, and just kept the pressure on. Nice move from Sinyakova up at the net. She's got so much energy, and she creates a lot of havoc out there. And then you've got Krejcikova, who is just the smooth customer, closing off that match point. Really beautifully done in the end. Got a little tricky, but they got it done in straight sets. 6-4, six, 6-2 six, into their second final in the desert so you got one team that's got seven majors olympic gold billy jean king cups all the glory and then you got another team beatrice Haddad, Maya, Laura sigmund playing their very first tournament together this one's coming up top of the hour to eastern leaf shiris chand rubin will be on the call of that one on the men's side you got the top seeds, Wesley Kulhoff, Neil Skupski. They won seven tournaments last year. Still looking for their first this season, Prakash. was a tight battle with Santiago Gonzalez and Edward Roger Vaseline. Yeah, it certainly was. The number one seeds got off to a great start here in this first set, taking it 6-3. You saw some fantastic doubles points. Both all four guys on the court know where to move, where to find the angles. You don't see very many balls going up the middle. All the great doubles teams are very good about pinching that, as you see here. Some good defense from Kulhoff, but the, the elder statesman, Edward Roger Vaslin, putting away a nice smash. Kulhoff Skupski got off to a, a, a lead early in the breaker and were able to hold it off in the champions tiebreak and uh, move on to the final. They have been racking it up, as you said, Steve, over the last 12 months. Kulhoff and the gang won Masters titles in Madrid, Montreal, and Paris last year into their first final this year. The returning champs in the house, John Isner, Jack Sock playing Rohan Bokana, and Matthew Ebden. Ooh, this one went a couple of breakers. Defending champs they may be, but when you're facing a 43-year-old Indian who is on a resurgent path, things can get icky. Ebden and Bopana playing some really inspired tennis. Amazing fact, they didn't have one break point against Isner and Sock the entire time. They managed to save nine break points on their own serve. Even a dive there from Jack Sock, not good enough. They end up taking the first set breaker, 8-6. Second set breaker, though, a little bit more straightforward. Nice, aggressive tennis here. Pummeling away at Big John Isner, backing him up off the net. Not easy to do, but... These guys know exactly what they're doing. Notice all the groundies weren't going straight at John. They were going dipping down at the feet. That's how you want to do it. Kept up the pressure. Close it out 7-2. And proud to say, we got a 43-year-old in the doubles final. Love to see it. Love to see it. Dreams. Keep dreaming, kids. You can do it. Bopana and Ebden, they didn't even get a break point. They saved all nine they faced. So here is your final tonight, 8 Eastern. Prakash on the call. First call of the tournament. 
with Leif Shiras. Bopana Ebden, strong start to the year. They won in Dubai, runner-up in Rotterdam. Chanda, who gets the edge in this final? I'm just looking forward to seeing Prakash get down and dirty in the booth. You need me to show you where it is? Oh, I, I, I can I, walk I, you through. I, I, listen, you, you've been courtside. <laughs> you've been in the booth. You've been on the desk. See, I, I'd make a case for MVP for these two weeks. Oh my no, no, no. Chanda no, Rubin. No, no, we're we're, we're, a, we're a team here. We're working it together. You guys give me energy. So, But I'm looking forward to that final. Uh, you know, We talked about the women's a bit earlier, the men's shaping up the same way. And, I mean, these are a couple of the best teams obviously this week, but over the course of the year. They understand how to play together, you know, how to make those moves, poaching, um, you know, taking advantage of, of opportunities to be a little more aggressive. I think that's going to be key. And I always feel like in doubles, being willing to go up the line and go up the line early to create some openings, I think that's also going to come into play um, as often as, as possible. So be interesting. I would probably give the slight edge to Kulov and Skupski. Yep. But, man, as Prakash said, when you got a – what is he, 40 – 43. Plus, and 43. he's resurgent. I mean, you can't you can't <laughs> bet against he, that. He's actually. been there and done that. Yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I find it interesting, Prakash. You know, we talk about Indian Wells, all these singles players, big names, yep, playing doubles. Yep. End of the day, when it comes to the championship today, four <laughs> doubles specialists. Yeah, I, I think at the at the highest levels, the doubles guys, they, they don't mind the power that comes from the singles players. And they just have a little bit more history as far as playing together and chemistry. It's those moments, as Chanda talks about, when you're taking a bunch of returns up the line because you're setting up for what happens in the breakers. Double scoring these days, no ad scoring. You get down to the champion's breaker, it's really going to come down to a few points. So on those few points, how perfect can your communication be? If you're leaning towards the doubles alley, will your partner automatically lean towards covering the middle? Those little intangibles, that's what makes these doubles teams who play together all year round and who've won some of the biggest events so good. I was hearing that analysis. I was like, get him, King. Get him, King. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be contagious all year now. Started with Andy Murray. Put some respect on those double specialist names. All right, you can watch all these matches uninterrupted on TC Plus. A reminder, it is 20% off right now if you scan the QR code on the screen or go to buyntcplus.com enter the promo code serve when subscribing this special incentive available during the sunshine double indian wells miami you're going to want it for the rest of the year coming up next paul anacone joins us to help salute the late nick voluntary a hall of fame coach who changed our sport forever Welcome back to TC Live. The tennis world lost a legend late last year. Nick Boletari passed away on December 4th at the age of 91. A celebration of life in his honor is taking place a little later today in South Florida. Nick worked with 10 players ranked number one in the world. And looking at the list of current and future Hall of Famers that worked with Nick, Andre Agassi, Jim Courier, Monica Sellis, Boris Becker, Martina Hingis, Mary Pierce already enshrined, and of course, future Hall of Famers, the Williams sisters and Maria Sharapova. He also worked with many of our colleagues like Mark Knowles and Jimmy Arias, who shared their thoughts on the legend. Nick is such a special person to me. He has given me so much throughout my life. I'm so thankful for everything that he's given me. And it all started for me when I was 10 years old, when he gave me such a special opportunity to come to the academy. And I remember those days so vividly, especially the days that you were called onto the stadium hard court or the stadium clay court. And just 10 minutes with Nick, and you left that court thinking, you know what? I am going to be the best tennis player in the world. I've got a chance to be number one in the world. He was the greatest motivator I've ever seen. He's inspired not only me, but he's inspired so many people. And Nick, we're so thankful for everything you've done, not only for me, but for all of us. We love you so much, Nick, 
and we're going to miss you. Nick and I had a little different relationship than most of his students at the academy because I actually lived at his house. I was there before the academy started, so I've seen an awful lot of Nick. We're going to hear every player is going to talk about how great a motivator he was, how much passion he had, how much energy that he brought to the court, and whenever you were on the court with him, you felt that energy. He was also a guy that became Nick Boletari at 50 years old and for the rest of his life. That's an amazing amount of energy that he threw out there from 50 to 92 years old. If I called him when he was 85 years old and asked how he's doing, he'd give me a resume of the next seven or eight years, all the things that he's planning. He was always forward thinking. He was always doing great things. And he'll be greatly missed in the game of tennis because Nick Volatieri was a legend. Well said, and we now welcome in Paul Anacone, who was also coached by Nick. Uh, in reading your book and the stories that, that you told there, it, it was so special to see. Uh, he had such a profound impact on your life. Yeah, look, it's amazing. Uh, it's very rare in life when you meet people that transcend not only their sport, but also outside their sport and the way they do it. Um, you know, my opinion, Nick Baltar is the father of the academy. Um, he was the man that started. I was fortunate enough to be there with Jimmy Arias uh, back in the late 70s for four years. And Nick not only was a tremendous motivator, um, he's someone that really taught you about not only what to do, but how to do it. And, and Jimmy talked about his evolution. His evolution was amazing. Um, he taught me about discipline, and he was a tough man. He was a really nitty-gritty guy. And as he aged, he turned that toughness into empathy, understanding, and expansive thinking. And he was one of the nearest and dearest people to me in the most difficult times of my life. Uh, one of the first people that reached out to me when my father passed away in September um, talked to me when my marriage fell apart. The first uh, 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 person that you would think of would be Nick, right? Because he's been through a few of them. But he, he was lovely through, through good and bad times. But I think the most important thing about Nick is that he set a trend and he did it in a way that was true to himself. And he loved the game and loved the sport and, and was so philanthropic. Just one of these guys that will never be forgotten. And uh, today's celebration of life in Florida, to me, is fitting. But every time I see a tennis court, it's a celebration of Nick Boletari. Even in the last five, six years, his energy was still contagious, even at, even at this age. I remember Boris Becker, when he first started working with him, because he was so curious what makes this man so good, said, oh, this man's not a coach. He's, he's a motivator. And everyone talks about his energy and inspiration. What made his brand so, so unique? I think the fact, Prakash, that he crossed the motivation into activation. You know, it's one thing to convince people to be tough and driven and to see, you know, reach for the stars and do all these great things. And as Nick got older, I think he learned how to activate the actions that get you there. It's easy to say, do this, do that, get fired up, get pumped up. And then as I found, as I aged, and as I aged through my journey uh, with Nick as a friend and mentor, he was actually the guy that said, think about doing it this way. Think about doing it that way. Here's what will help you attain what you want to do. And the biggest thing, he did it with joy. And, and he taught things to people in terms of just being passionate and doing it for the love and the joy. And that's why at 91 years of age, he still was planning for the future. This man uh, was something special and uh, is going to be sadly missed. Well, Nick was such a big personality, but he was also a really generous man. And I remember, you know, when I went over to train the first time, my coach, Benny Sims, had set it up. And, you know, he just 
opened his doors, opened his home to us. He was so positive. And, you know, of course, so many great players that were going through there. That's why a lot of, of us players went through to train with others of that caliber. But I, I also remember that even though I had a personal coach, how he felt so invested, how encouraging he was to me, how supportive he felt, as he has done for so many other players throughout his lifetime. And I just was wondering, what do you think were some of the most important qualities that made him so influential to so many players, even those that he didn't coach one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, I think that passion and the generosity that you talk about is common thread. I mean, when I went to Nick's Academy, I couldn't afford to go. My parents were school teachers, and we didn't have the money to go. And he said, don't worry, I'll, I'll figure it out. And, and thanks to a good friend, Mr. Lewis Marks, I was able to go down there and attend. And, and his generosity to let me be there was something that expanded. I mean, he and the late, great coach Mike DePalmer kind of took me under uh, their wing, and without them, I, I, I'm a small-town kid. My parents are school teachers. I got to be ranked 12 in the world. Without those two men uh, and, and my brother at the helm, that never would have happened, and Nick was the umbrella. He was the ever-present ever present person floating around, making sure the ducks were lined up, making sure you didn't lag, and making sure that that love and passion that you had was driven in a, in a positive way. But he, I think his generosity people don't hear enough about. And without him and without what he's done, a lot of people wouldn't have been successful in their life, number one, and probably wouldn't have been very happy. Paul, we, we heard Jimmy talk about the fact that the Nick Bolletary we know started at 50 years old. I mean, that's motivating in its own right that maybe if you're 30, 40, still not sure, haven't figured out life, it's okay. You know, he, he figured it out much later. And you mentioned the father of academies. I mean, there's no IMG without Nick Bolletary and that legacy, Paul? No, absolutely. I mean, look, there, there are clips there. We, we started at the long, at Longboat Key, right, at the Colony Beach Inn Resort, and he had a tennis club with Mike DePalmer Sr. That's where we started, and there were basically 30 or 40 of us. Jimmy Arias was there leading the charge, and uh, Carling Bassett as well, Kathleen Horvath, Rodney Harmon was down there, Eric Krita. There were so many terrific players, Pablo Araya, um, there, there are just so many players that have gone through there. We see the number ones. Let's talk about the other probably 100 to 200 people that have had successful careers, not just tennis careers, careers, because Nick has taught them what it means to be focused, to be driven, and understand and accept the responsibilities of those things and to be able to do it in a positive way. So. I, I mean, the academy stuff, it was a seedling. I don't, to this day, know how he made it work. But without Nick Boletari, I'm not sure the tennis academies would exist the way they do right now. The ultimate hype man. You talked about it a little bit, Chanda, but I met him for the first time here at Indian Wells. Didn't know him. He knew who I was, and I was like, Nick Boletari knows who I am? <laughs> I, I felt incredible, and he was hyping me up. I was, uh, he, he will be missed by everyone in the tennis community that celebration of life going on today in south florida you know we put out the word legend far too often but there is no better way to describe nick he changed the sport of tennis forever we all miss him and send our love to his family Welcome back. We are starting to hand out trophies today. Barbora Krejcikova and Katarina Siniakova looking for their first Indian Wells title at the top of the hour. They are the best in the world right now, and we begin our countdown of the best of the best from the desert. 
incredible. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's an amazing point. That's just big hitting there. Mark that down for best of the best. This volley from Goff, full stretch, full splits, still able to control the racket head. Oh, Adekani, what did you do there? You gifted Lynette a chance. And Lynette took it well. Put Fabio on the full boil as Shelton goes up a set and a break. He's showing the full arsenal right now. Don't. Forward facing tweener to extend the point. And that wasn't for show. His timing was thrown off by the net clipper. Paul, he had to do that. No choice. Great hands. Wow. Sensational. <laughs> it was everywhere. Seen played on almost perfect points, and he's still having to say too good. Mm. Volley's as clean as your suits, man. That was good <laughs> stuff. Ten through six tomorrow. We're going five to one. Any ideas, Chanda, what we're going to see? Oh, you got to see the Medvedev yep. overhead. Yep. I mean, come on, that's got to be. A, is that maybe even number one? Um, the Alcaraz backhand volley after mm -hmm. that long point um, he had. I think it was against Ojeali Asim as well. So I think that's going to be up there. I'm going to go out on a limb here with these absolute popcorn matches, as Chanda <laughs> says, that we have. We're, we're going to see at least one best of the best coming out of today's play. Ooh, I like ah, that. I like we that. haven't even yeah. seen potentially you got, the best shot of the tournament. You've got to put it out there, Steve, and then the universe gives it to you. And that's what we're going to get today. <laughs> Manifest it, my man. Manifest you know it. How we do. <laughs> All right, Championship Sunday, we got a big lineup coming your way. Set the clocks, do what you need to do, because we are one hour later. TC Live, 3 p.m. Eastern, leading to the women's final at 4 Eastern, and the men's final after that. Will, will that be what, the, the last TC Live with the three of us for, for how long? When are we going to get back together? I think, I think we should Say do it a, ain't so, a, a destination get-together. You know, we, we did California something. now. Let's yeah. do a little traveling get-together. I'm, I'm going to miss you guys. I know. Well, we got one more day, and we got a couple more segments. Close strong. Let's we'll, close we'll strong. We'll cherish the moments. <laughs> Back with more TC Live after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Folks coming in, I, I was just telling Chandler Prakash, big crowds today. You can already see them behind us here on the set getting ready for the women's doubles final. The Czechs, Krejcikova, Sinyakova taking on Haddad Maya and Sigamund. Chandra Rubin first pairing with Arancha Sanchez-Vicario. Guess what they did? They won a major title in Australia. So uh, opportunity here for Haddad, Maya, and Sigmund playing together for the first time. Absolutely. And the fact that they have played so well together, you know, coming in cold, so to speak, I mean, maybe that gives them a slight advantage, the fact that they don't have scar tissue from losses and, and all of that nonsense. Uh, but they have been so energetic, Haddad, Maya, and Sigmund. I think they complement each other's games very well. But this will be a tough task against the best doubles team uh, on the women's side right now. There's something to be said, right? I mean, for, I know we talk so much about experience on a doubles court and how much that counts. But when you're, when you're kind of a new pairing, there's, there's a little bit of excitement there. And, you know, you kind of surprise each other a little bit. And, you know what, beautiful moments come out of that in a doubles match also. Listen, there's so much improv out there. And, uh, you know, quick scoring. I think it could be, could be exciting. Don't, certainly don't count them out. No, not at all. Going to be a spectacular women's doubles final coming up. Top of the hour, Chanda's going to head to the booth after this segment to join Leif Shires. Already waiting, ready to go for it. Time now for our FanDuel match of the day. Francis Tiafo, Daniil Medvedev. Obviously, Medvedev, not obviously, but Medvedev is the favorite here. Uh, you see the game spread as well. I don't know. I, I think uh, you could put... Put uh, 100 bucks on on big photo when you some good cash. So I don't know what the what everyone's betting units are, but let's use 100 bucks just yep. for this argument's sake. I would put 100 on Francis mm -hmm. and maybe go four or 500 with the plus four and a half games. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Just just a little, like you said, hedge. hedge. I, I'm just learning from what uh, you know we've been doing this week. You <laughs> seem to you know have your wagering down. So what yeah. do you think, Chan? I'm learning from you too. <laughs> I just pick matches. I don't right. know how to bet. Okay. Listen, you're, you're learning from us how to lose money. You've been winning money this week. Who, who, well, so who are you picking in this match? And then we'll go to the betting side of it. Well, I want photo win. Wait. That's my boy. I got to. I, I don't know nothing about none of this numbers and the money and all that. Come on, folk. Come none on. of this nonsense. Yeah. I want photo win. Let's <laughs> well, go, foe. I, he's, he's been watching every day. Talked to his dad constant yesterday. He dropped some knowledge on me. If he does that for Francis before this match, it's going to be a tough day for Medvedev. Constant, I think, brings even more jokes than Francis, by the way. I told Francis, I see this is where you get it from. <laughs> but uh, tennis-wise, I really think Foe can get the job done today. He's got, as we've talked about, one of those ridiculously dynamic games. You know, he's been moving so well. He's looked so comfortable at the net. His transition game has been exceptional. And I think that's what you have to do against Daniil Medvedev. You can't let him get comfortable all the way back behind the baseline where he just likes to get every single ball. And no one really threatens him in that last match against uh, Davidovich Fakina. He, he just stood there. He wasn't even feeling 100%, but he was never really pressured. Francis can play the drop shot off the ground strokes. He can come in, play those short volleys. He's going to get Daniil moving 
forward and back as opposed to just side to side, which I think is the way to go after uh, the big man. Both those guys have had a couple days off to prepare for this Final Four matchup. Right now, FanDuel giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. All right, Chad is back in the plus side. How about another win? Chanda, more Chanda Bucks. You're almost up to 20 Chanda Bucks. Momentum. Yeah, I mean, you know, Steve, I'm just calling it like I see it. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But Sabalink, I mean, she was, she's been pretty terrific all tournament long. So I felt like that was a pretty good bet. Eight out of 10. I, I, that's a spectacular record when it, when it comes to picking matches. She got, she got to 33 that's Chanda right. Bucks at one point. <laughs> you still, still got a couple days. You could beat that, you could beat that career high, tournament we'll, high. We'll see. We'll keep the train going. Carlos Alcaraz has given you some Chanda Bucks in the past. Yeah. You have picked him to win. He, he did so. Today, you've got him again. Wow. Yeah. You know, I picked him again. This is a little bit tougher, though, Steve. And I think we all remember that U.S. Open match. Incredible match. Probably of the year. I think it's maybe. still going. Right. Well, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a battle. And I just edged Alcarez out just because of what he brings to the table. You know, the, the firepower, the ability to transition, but center has been so impressive. So we'll see if he can, you know, provide uh, the tough um, opponent that he's been in previous matchups, but I still like Alcarez in this one. So is that going out on the limb? Is that considered... He's the favorite, but listen, it, it could be. It, it's a it's a yeah. much closer match. It's, it's I think so. Yeah. It's a pretty even call. I, yeah. I, I like that call. I like that call. I'm leaning towards Alcaraz also. Uh, let me preface this by saying I think Sinner is playing unbelievable tennis. Yeah. He's one of those guys who can create pace on both sides. I mean, the racket at speeds he generates off that backhand side matches what he does on the forehand. He's been exceptional, not just on the middle of the court, but even out wide as well, pulling out big shots when he's pushed to the defensive corners. So he, he's going to come to play, and he's been serving really well, a hugely improved shot that I know Darren Cahill's been working with him on. I just think Alcaraz has a little bit more game. He's going to be able to transition a bit better from defense to offense, and he's going to get in. When he gets in, it's a different kind of pressure. We don't see that every day on the ATP Tour. And I think you're just, you're just not ready for it. You know, you don't have a guy net rushing you all the time in practice. So when you all of a sudden see it in a match, big pressure. I will say this. It's best of three here. Sinner was up two sets to one in yeah. that U.S. Open match. That's right. So uh, Alcaraz came back. He won't have that, that runway to deal with today. What's trending on social media? New mama, Alina Svitolina. Chanda is making her comeback in Charleston. They gave her a wild card just announced about six months after giving birth to baby Sky. Svitolina retaking the courts. Uh, I think when you can come back that quickly, I mean, that is amazing. And, you know, to be dealing with so many new things, being a new mom and getting back on court, hopefully that will provide some more inspiration. But it'll be great to see Alina Svitolina back and playing the type of tennis she played to get to the top of the game. So hopefully, you know, she'll enjoy it. Get a little sleep, though. Yeah. That's number one, Steve. I always ask, does your baby sleep well? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, what a perfect tournament for her to, yeah. to come back at. Charleston is just one of the biggest fan favorite events out there. And, and Superwoman is going to get Superwoman. a huge ovation when she comes back. She hasn't yeah. been in the low country in about a decade. So well, we're looking forward to that. Great job once again by... Bob Moran, Eleanor Adams, giving that wild card to Svitolina, yeah. former world number three. Cannot wait to get to that turn. We, we should bring you there, and then we'll be back together, right? I think I'm bring on my way to Monte Carlo at that uh, time. Well, we'll figure got, it out. You know, You're just Monte too busy Carlo. for us. Have my people call your people, <laughs> and you know, we'll, we'll organize a get-together you know, somewhere. <laughs> All right, Chanda, you ready to call this women's doubles match? I'm ready. I'm, I'm Which side are you playing with, Leaf? Are you, are you on, the, on the deuce? You know, I'm the forehand. I'm you, the forehand you, side. You know that, Prakash. Yeah. Come on now.
Paris. Set me up. I, I got have to, it. I have to play the back end. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are looking forward to it. Looking yeah, forward to listening to Chanda's Call with Leaf. A reminder, Tennis.com, the best way to keep up with the BNP Paribas Open. Just scroll down to see live scores, then click on all scores for a full list of scores and match results. Plus, you can check out the men's and women's draws and get access to full match replays on TennisChannel.com. Download the app. Get the full Indian Wells experience back after this. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Leading you up to the top of the hour, uh, Indian Wells always pushing the limits here, doing new things. we got the first ever BNP Paribas Open Junior Championships in the final. Jagger Leach, the son of our own Lindsey Davenport, teaming up with Joseph Oibog to take on Roy Horovitz and Alexander Rezegi. Leach Oibog Jr. They they had a special meeting with the Rocket himself. How about the two 15-year-olds going about six foot five? I mean, look, man, 15 years old. You're making the final uh, of a huge ITF event at this event where you get to see all of these great players, and then all of a sudden, one of the greatest legends that we've seen in all of sport, and you get to exchange energy with that. I mean, that's as inspirational as it gets. This is a milestone moment you can remember for the rest of your life. J&J, they've been crushing it all tournament long. 6 p.m. local time if you're in the area. Safe flight order of play beginning top of the hour with the women's doubles final. Then we got those two men's semifinals, Medvedev, Tiafo, followed by Alcaraz, Sinner. And right after that, the men's doubles championship. Two big trophies being handed out today at Indian Wells. Uh, let's talk about that first men's singles semifinal. <laughs> Got to get right. Got to get right. Got to get right. It's going it, it, to be knocked down dragon. Medvedev, Medvedev's won 18 matches in a row. Uh, it, it's three titles in a row. Tiafo, he's been on fire as well since making the semifinals of the U.S. Open last year. But the two days off, how do you think that affects these two? I think it actually helps Medvedev a lot more than it helps Francis. Look, Francis has been in unbelievable form. It's Medvedev who, who struggled a little bit with those injuries. Look, his ankle went down. We weren't sure how he was going to feel the next day. He even said, yeah, it was it was fine on the court. But then after, after I woke up the next day, it was, it was a bit tough to walk. So I think these two days, you know, he's probably gotten an insane amount of treatment, probably, you know, every 30 minutes, every hour to really try to heal that back to 100%. So I expect him to be moving fully at full speed. That little hangnail that he had on on his thumb. I'm sure he's gotten that wrapped up. Doesn't seem to have any wrapping out there. Oh, there you go. You see it on his thumb there. So he probably has tried different tapings, yeah. figure out what works for his grip. So he's going to come to play today. His big key, I think he's going to try to extend points. We saw that stat in the Sabalenka soccer match where Sabalenka was so dominant five through nine, but not as much over nine shots. I think Medvedev's going to have to elongate points, keep foe at bay. Don't let him get all foe out there. You know, use all the different shots that he has in his arsenal and, uh, of course, serve huge. For Tiafo, uh, looking to make finals, finals tones here in the desert, Prakash. Yeah. Hasn't dropped a set all tournament. And if he wins the title here, there's a lot on the line. He becomes, for the first time in his life, the number one ranked American man and gets into the top ten. Yeah, that, that's a huge deal because, you know what, playing for the country and, and the top American spot, I think it means a lot to Foe. You know, he got so much love at the U.S. Open last year, and, and, and he loves it. You know, he, he hashtags, you know, there's a lot of love for the kid, and, and, he, and he loves it. He, he, he shines as a star. I think being a star has also 
uh, looked good on him and felt comfortable on him, so it's allowing him to play even better tennis. I think it's no coincidence that we see him shining at the bigger events and perhaps a little bit more of a struggle at the smaller events, but, but that's okay for me. I, I want to see him shine at these big events. That's what's going to allow him to win that first Grand Slam that we all think he can do, he has the ability to do, and he, he's, he's looked like a title contender mm -hmm. here. He hasn't looked like a player who is trying to crack the top ten and is making a good run here. He looks like one of the four guys who should be here vying for that spot. The maturity is there. The focus is there. He is still locked in. It started at the United Cup. It has yeah. not. Uh, no, nobody found the key. Uh, Francis is, is all the way locked in. He hasn't dropped a set. Neither has Carlos Alcaraz. Take it on Yannick Sinner today. We talked about a little bit. They've split their previous four meetings. But what's impressed you the most about Carlitos thus far? Uh, when he's healthy, everything about him impresses me. At, at this age, it's, it's frightening because we've talked about it a little bit this week. Even when you look at the big three and, and you know, when you talk about Car Carlitos, for, for some reason, it's always comparisons to the big three because that's how impressive this kid is. Novak Djokovic, he had holes in his game at 19 years old. He had to improve that serve, went through a big transformation to get to where he is now. Roger Federer, his backhand at times was a bit of a liability, especially when he played Rafael Nadal. He had to improve that. Rafa had to improve his serve, get more comfortable at the net. Carlos, I don't really know where I can pick apart a weakness in his game. He's only going to get physically stronger. He moves exceptionally well. His transition game is brilliant. His technique and comfortability in covering the net is so good. And we all know how big his ground strokes are. And he clocks a big serve. So where do you attack him? I think you have to somehow get him on the defense. And his defense is exceptional, so you've got to keep him there. As you take a look at Yannick Sinner, it was two years ago, Yannick Sinner was the youngest player to win an ATP 500 title. He was the second youngest to reach the Miami Open men's final. He was the youngest to finish in the top 10 since Juan Martin Del Potro in 2008. But then the next year, uh, Carlos Alcaraz came in and said, I'm going to break all those things. I'm going to be the youngest to win a 500. I'm actually going to win Miami, and I'm going to finish year number one. So for Yannick Sinner, how much does this mean to him to be like, listen, listen, buddy, I'm still the guy. I actually think the way Yannick functions as an individual, you and I have talked about it a lot. He is just, he is, he is the nicest kid. He's got such a great head on his shoulders. I don't think he's competing with anyone other than himself. Um, but having said that, it's interesting. Their last, one of their last meetings last year, Yannick clipped him on clay. He clipped him on grass as well. Um, I think he needs a little bit of a slower surface against Carlos. I think Carlos has the ability to, you know, rush him a little bit more on a quick court. So I think these slower courts could give him a little bit more time, help him create a little bit. Prakash, I just heard the bells. When I hear the bells, I know players are getting ready to walk out. Church bells? No. It's Match the bells. Indian Wells bells. Indian Wells bells. Wells bells. I see what you did there. Barbora Krejcikova behind the scenes with Katarina Siniakova. Uh, there we have Bar Beatrice Adad Maya and Laura Sigmund in Tennis Paradise. Oh, look, taking, uh, taking a photo. I mean, look how cool, calm, uh, relaxed are, are the checks right now. You're ready to pose for pictures before. I mean, that's, that's pretty confident going into a final. That's pretty good. <laughs> these, are the, these are the top two players in the world. Yeah. Siniakova, Krejcikova, what makes them so great? Well, we talked about their chemistry and the fact that they, they know each other so well after so many years, so they're always going to be moving into the right spots, never letting any holes go in the middle. They're going to be shifting with each other. Doubles, the great doubles teams, they always play as if they have a string attached to each yeah. other, so they, they move in tandem with each other all the time. But if you break down their games a little bit, Krejcikova is a bit of a bigger hitter. Sinyakova cleans up at the it's net beautifully. The so. You'll see that quite a bit, whether it's Krejcikova serving or returning, and Sinyakova moving a ton up there at the net. It's a great complementary type of matchup. First ever 
tournament for these two playing together, Hadad Maya and Sigmund. Uh, they have knocked out seeds, but they are looking to knock out the top seeds to get the title here in the desert. And there are the two players who recently have done more than anyone else on the women's doubles court. One thing they have not done, taken the title at the BNP Paribas Open. It is coming up next. First trophy to hand out in the desert. Leif Shires and Chanda Rubin have you covered. We'll be at the desk for all the interviews, updates throughout the day. It is championship weekend on Tennis Channel. Enjoy, everyone. Thanks for joining us on TC Live.